welcome to the Life's Necessities and Luxuries radio show. Today, our host, Dawn Marie Nutel, your life's commodities broker, will bring you fashion, beauty tips, business acumen, teach you where to find the life's greatest necessities and the finest luxuries. Now, here's Dawn Marie. Hey, it's Dawn Marie Mutel. Welcome back to another episode of Life's Necessities and Luxuries. Today, I want to cover 12 attributes to making a great first impression, and more importantly, how to leave an even better lasting one. Did you know that when someone meets you for the first time, that they are judging you within the first 10 seconds? That's right. It used to be 30 seconds, but today it's only about 10 seconds. Seven out of 10 Americans tend to form the first impression of someone even before they speak. Today's lesson, I'm going to cover some attributes on how you can actually leave a great first and leave a lasting impression. I looked at a couple of research findings. One was from success.com with the Young Entrepreneurs Council and another one that was done by the Dollar Shave Club. And what we found was that 55% of first impressions are made by what we see visually, 38% by the way we hear your first words vocally, and then 17% of the actual words you say verbally. So the number one attribute that they found was to smile more. Now, you're probably saying, well, I smile a lot, but do you really smile a lot when you're speaking to someone? I mean, maybe when you get to know somebody after a while, you, you may smile a little bit more, but a lot of people, when they meet someone for the first time, they don't really do a lot of smiling. But when you smile, it, it shows that you're approachable, that you're friendly, that you're energetic and positive. So people really get attracted to positivity, right? So just smile some more. And another great thing about smiling is that you use less muscles in your face to smile than to frown, and you get less wrinkles. So turn that frown upside down. Number two is your tone of voice. If you walk into a room and it's very quiet and, you know, it's just a lot of hush, hush in the room and you come barreling through very boisterous and loud, people can get immediately offended by that. So think about when you enter a room, look at your surroundings, listen to your surroundings. How is the tone of the room? Then adjust your voice accordingly. So think about your tone of voice. The same goes if you're in a room that's very loud. You want to make sure that you're speaking loud enough so that they can hear you. The third attribute is manners. So I want to thank you for being here today and listening because that means the world to me. And a, a thank you and a please and a you're welcome goes a really long way. So Think about it. When you, you meet someone for the first time, do you shake their hand with a firm shake and say, hey, it's great to meet you? Or, I mean, nowadays you're probably doing the fist bump with COVID going on, but you want to say thank you and please. And even if it's a text message or if it's a conversation in a quick email or even if it's just a, a verbal thing, you know, face to face, you definitely want to use those words because they go a long way. The next thing you want to think about is number four is to be well-spoken. Because people, you know, if you're going to be speaking in front of a group of people, if, but you're not used to speaking in public, you may think about taking some professional speaking classes or join your local Toastmasters chapter because they can help you 
speak in front of a large audience. And even if you're just doing a celebration and you have to do a toast in front of a room full of people, you want to be able to speak well and not fumble all over your words. Now, none of us were born with this particular skill. This is something that's a skill that we can learn, and we have to train ourselves how to do it, but everyone can learn how to do it. It's not very, very difficult. It may feel uneasy, and you may feel nervous, but that's okay. You know, do it afraid. I always say to do it afraid. And then once you hit the monster and you knock him out of the ballpark, Those fears will subside and you will have a great time with your presentation, however you are doing it. The number five attribute is that you smell good, right? So we we want people to smell nice. If you've been, you know, in the house in pajamas for three days and you haven't, you know, showered and then you got to go meet somebody for a cup of coffee somewhere or you have to go meet somebody to give a presentation... We hope that you just take a shower, wash your hair, put on a little bit of cologne, and I state a little bit because you don't want to overpower anyone. People have allergies. Not everybody has the same taste as you, right? So you want to make sure if you do use any perfumes or colognes that you use it sparingly, but you want to be fresh and clean and fresh as a daisy, right? Number six is that you hold a conversation well. Now, what I mean by that is that a lot of people I find today, you'll ask them a question, they may give you an answer, but then they don't ask you a question back. Now, the true meaning of a conversation is that one person speaks, the other one listens, then that other person speaks, and the other person listens, right? And it goes back and forth as a banter. But if you don't know how to do that, then there's one person doing all the talking, and then you get the other person just doing these like one-word answers. And that really doesn't hold for a great conversation. You really can't dig in deep to get to know someone that way. So think about going the seven layers deep and, and adding some more questions in there. So if you, know, if you ask someone, oh, do you have children? And they say, yes, I have two. Don't end it there. You could always say, oh, what are they? Are they boys, girls? And they say yes, and then ask another question. Oh, well, so how old are they? Are they in grammar school? Are they in high school? And let people talk about their personal lives and their, their families, because you know what? That's the only way you get to know someone really well. So hold a really good conversation with somebody. Don't be quick to just brush them off so that you can just move on with your day because business is about building relationships, right? And so you want to be able to hold a really good conversation. I've had some interviews with my podcast with some folk and, and, you know, they'll say something and I find it to be really interesting. And it wasn't like the answer I thought I was going to get. So I have to think quick enough to say another question to kind of dig a little bit more into that. And before you know it, you're just getting these like gems of wisdom from them that you wouldn't have gotten if you didn't dig a little deeper. And number seven is to be a good listener because, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth. And that means that we have to listen more than we speak sometimes. You know, I found that I've learned a lot by keeping my boca Cerrado. I keep it closed, right? And then I hear more of what they're saying, and then I can actually give them what they need. So the same goes with you. If you're listening to your client, to an audience member, to a family member, to, you know, someone you work with, a coworker, listen well, and then give feedback. So you could say, so I understand that you're saying such and such and repeat it back to them because what you hear, what they say, it may not be the same thing. I've had people where, you know, you you give them an assignment and then all of a sudden they're doing a bunch of different things and then they come back thinking they did the right thing and then it's like, well, that's not what I asked for. 
But because we didn't have that conversation where that person, because I thought they understood something, they had a totally different idea of what it is that I had wanted. So you don't want people wasting their time and you don't want to waste your time. So be sure to really ask good questions and be a really great listener and then ask for feedback to make sure that that person heard you or that you heard them. Number eight is to have good eye contact. It's been shown by research that people don't trust someone if you don't look them in the eye. Now, I'm not talking about staring at somebody like, you know, if I had like this, you sit on my face or something and you're staring at me like, what is that? No, I'm talking about just looking them in the eye and being present with them and not like look at your phone every five minutes and when you're having that conversation with someone because people will find that really rude. Number nine is to be sincere, right? Nobody wants a phony. They want people who are genuine, who are authentic. So be yourself. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Don't try to, you know, if you have a show or something that you're doing and you see this other person and they're doing really great, that's wonderful. But you don't have to be like them. Just be you. What I'm saying is that you want to make sure that you are actually being sincere and that you're not just giving people fluff or blowing smoke you nowhere. Number 10 is to be dressed well. Now, I'm not saying you have to garner yourself with Gucci and Louis Vuitton. I'm not saying that because I'm a frugal dresser. I love to dress, you know, and get something for pennies on the dime. And then people are like, oh, my God, that's so great. And you're like, well, I paid five bucks for it, you know. I love luxury, but you don't have to pay that, okay? So think about just stepping it up. A notch or two. I'm not saying you have to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, but maybe you do. Maybe you've only lived in jeans and sneakers your whole life, right? I know my sister and my brother did that, and it used to make me crazy. And I think that's why I became an image consultant because I realized like they weren't as motivated. Whereas other people that have worked in offices who worked, you know, they looked nice when they went to work and this and that, they seem to do really well with their careers. And I felt like the clothing can make you actually kind of get out of your own way sometimes. I feel like the clothing does make the man because it makes you feel more confident. And that's the only reason why I believe in clothing so much, because when you're feeling blue or down or you just don't feel motivated, right? And you're just throwing on some sweats and sneakers. It's kind of hard to pump up the motivation, you know what I mean? But then again, all of a sudden now, if you put on a button-down shirt after you got in the shower or you put on a pretty blouse, and even if it's with a pair of jeans, that one little extra step, you're going to feel better. And if you're feeling better, that means that you're giving more confidence. And that shows without you even knowing it, okay? So just think about dressing well. Don't walk around with stains on your shirt and wrinkled clothing. Take a few minutes to do a quick pressing. If you don't know how to do it, they have some of these dry cleaners these days. They're like, you know, two twenty-five an item. Let them take care of it or bring it to the launderer that do the laundry there and they'll do it for you. Put it on a hanger and then off to work you go. Here's a big mistake that people make with making a good impression. I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but it's using your phone and looking at your phone all the time. Now, I remember hanging out with a friend of mine and every time we would go out to dinner or lunch or something, she was always on her phone. And I got to the point, I said, look, you know, my time is very <laughs> limited with, with what I have on my plate. So I tried to say, hey, you know, I'm here to be present with you. I put my phone away. I try not to look at it unless it's something really urgent that I'm waiting on. I don't look at the phone. And if we're together for an hour or two, it stays there. So think about being present with that person. You don't want to have 
all of the time spent with that person looking at your phone because they're going to say you didn't really care about being with them. And number 12 is another mistake is we nod our heads in agreement. Now, I always thought that that was a good thing, but it really isn't. What's what's preferred is that you kind of lean in and tilt your head a little to the left or a little to the right, because really that's your natural response to be listening, right? So that you, you know, you're at the edge of your seat, you're getting a little closer to them because you want to hear what they have to say and you believe what they say is important, right? So don't just keep nodding your head yes, because they may think you're really not listening to them and that you're off somewhere else. All right, my lifers, there you have it. So remember the next time you meet someone for the first time, right? Because they're going to be judging because people judge. As I said, they judge, they judge, they judge. You know that you can handle anything that comes your way. You can do it. If you like this episode, please share it and leave a review. It really helps me with the podcast and keeping it afloat if we get great reviews. So remember to live happily, peacefully, lovingly, successfully, luxuriously, and necessarily. Until the next time, bye for now. If you like what you hear, tell someone. If you like what you hear, be a dear and pass it on. Don't forget to stop at our website, www.lifesnecessitiesandluxuries.com for more tips, tricks, tutorials to live a very necessary and luxurious life.